What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Dental Marketer Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Arias. And really quick, I want to let you know something. The last year, we worked, I mean, this whole year, we're working really hard too. But last year, we worked really hard, especially towards the end of the year. And um, this beginning of the year, we worked really hard too, to come out and create a book just for you guys. Guys, this is a book. And I know you probably hear this, like, this is a book that you've never, ever seen or heard before. But no, like, I want you actually to go in the show notes below and just look at the video of everything that's inside of this book. It's a book my team and I created, and it's called 10,000 Patients, Tested and Proven Methods to Bring in New Patients This Week. Guys, look at the book. I mean, 100%. It's literally the ultimate marketing book that you'll ever, ever need. We have everybody who you heard on the Monday morning marketing episodes last year is in this book, right? What they talk about, whether it's we want to talk about insurances, we want to talk about ground marketing, uh, content marketing, social media marketing, direct mailers, all that stuff is in this book. And it's actual methods, it's actual systems, it's tactics, it's strategies, it's the meat and potatoes. It's not like a bunch of fluff. You know what I mean? It's literally boom, boom, boom. Here you go. Go do it. This is what you're going to get. This is the result. And it's also interactive, the book, right? You can click on, it's an ebook. So you can click on videos. You can click on the scripts to see the scripts. There's actual scripts in there in this uh, book as well, you know, to know how to get into businesses and things like that. And there's literally nothing out there like this, guys. Trust me. I guarantee you that there is nothing else out there like this. So I want to let you know it's free. This book is 100% free, so go in the show notes below, download it. I'm super excited to bring you guys this book. It's huge. It's huge for us. We were even like, should we charge? I don't know. No, but no, right? The, the initial thought of mine was like, no, we're not. It's free for everybody. It's The content is out there. I just want to put it in here in this book so everybody can utilize it and do it. And you know what I mean? Just like, just be better with your marketing, but at the same time, just bring in new patients this week, right? If you're struggling with new patients, bring them in this week. So go, go download the book. I'm not even going to talk about it anymore. Just it's, it's free guys. I don't even know why you're still listening to this part right now. I want you to press pause, go in the channels below and download the book and then continue listening. But anyways, going back to the episode in this episode, we are speaking with Eric Payne from tech a go, go. And I know she's thinking that's a interesting company name. It is. It's an interesting concept. And at the same time, it's a brilliant concept. So brilliant. Techagogo is Uber for the independent dental repair technician. That's the, the elevator pitch theory. It, it is as simple as think Uber, but think I've got a broken statum, broken sterilizer in my office. I'm verifying insurance, verifying benefits, filling holes in schedules, putting butts in seats, doing treatment planning. It's hard for me to make that 800 number call to all the distributors out there to, and wait on hold to get someone in the office when you can simply log on to a website in about 60 seconds. It'll ping out just like Uber does, grab the closest guy and have him in your office. It's, yeah. So it's, uh, it's Uber. We've tried to make it more complicated just because it seems so simple and people are like, oh, it sounds too good to be true. And it, it really just is the way to do it. I mean, it's Uber for getting, uh, getting your uh, equipment repaired and back online. Yeah. Eric Payne is the founder of TechAgogo, and he's worked with a couple um, companies in the past, and he's kind of seen the hole here 
or the missing link and he's filling it in. And so he talks about his company and how it's like a technician on the go, right? A lot of things don't go well in uh, the practice, unexpected things, meaning with our, I mean, besides like, you know, like patients not paying, uh, no shows, all these other things, right? Team conflicts and stuff like that. There's also stuff that can happen, like our sterilizer goes down, right? Other things with the operatory machines that just break down. And so what TechOgogo is, is like, hey, just immediately get going, right? You, you fill out less than maybe two minutes. You go on their website, fill it out, what you need, what, what's wrong and everything. And then they come in and fix it for you immediately. And so it's a really, really interesting concept. I want you guys to listen to that. But we're not just talking all about that in this episode. We're also talking about his point of view in dentistry. We talk about what he hates about dentistry right now, what he likes about dentistry, what he thinks dentistry needs to start doing in order for more people to be open. Um, He also lets us know how we need to start getting as much as we need to start having automation in our practice. Get as automated as humanly possible so that Things can, everything has to have a system, right? And so he kind of breaks that down, that process. And it's very, very interesting. He also talks about how you need to start looking at things like where can things go wrong in the practice and start creating uh, systems for that too and so much more. And a thing that I like that he mentions is, you know how a lot of times we get patients in our practice that are looking for a second opinion? Well, he says, every second opinion a patient gets is generally their new home. So think about that. Every second opinion the patient gets is generally their new home, their new practice that they're going to go to. So always keep that in mind. Like, okay, this is a second opinion. They're probably going to be the patient for me, right? And he goes, he dives a lot deeper into that with much, much more um, details. So guys, without further delay, here is Eric Payne. Eric, how's it going? Fantastic. I'm excited. No, man, I appreciate your your whole setup you got going on. It's like I I need it. I need. I want to know what you're doing for that. Man, that's nice. <laughs> Do you guys have a podcast or no? We we don't. It's something that's on my I guess my bucket list to, to start doing. I mean, a lot of what you do is fantastic, and keeping these doctors informed and 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 given over voice maybe when they didn't have one to begin with. I I love the business side of dentistry. So what you're doing is great. I've kind of talked about doing something similar and incorporating into the tech go-go world. So who knows? Maybe we'll have some, we'll have something down the road. You and I will just take over the dental world. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome, man. I appreciate that. Uh, So then how did tech go-go come out to be? Well, you know, it was, it was a couple of things. One, you know, I was always chasing an entrepreneurial spirit through and through. Um, I have best friends that are dentists. And to be honest, we were in Tahoe and we were looking for, um, babysitters so we could kind of go downtown with some friends and I thought it'd be a good idea to have Uber but for nannies like pre-qualified pre-screen background check on demand take the kids and we could go downtown yeah. and it hit me like wait a minute what if we did this in the dental space for our technicians the most outside of the dental team they're the most revered uh, I mean they, they are a vital component if you will to the dental practice and the dental techs were just underappreciated for so long and overworked and, you know, underpaid for the skill set, the value that they brought. Not that they were underpaid necessarily, but just what they bring to a dental practice in terms of, you know, if a vacuum goes down, that guy shows up, brings you back online, might save you ten or $12,000 a day in production. Mm-hmm. So I saw this as an opportunity, like, man, what if we could connect the technician who is the lifesaver to the doctor who is in need of life-saving immediately? You know, the on-demand economy Pre-COVID was was ramping up with the DoorDashes and Instacarts and Uber and Lyft. 
Um, and then, of course, when the pandemic hit, it, I mean, my goodness gracious, I mean, everything is on demand now. Like, you don't, you don't even have to leave your house and you can get beer, food, groceries, you know, a mechanic, you can get anybody to just show up at your house. So really embracing what was coming in the on-demand economy and the growth that was right around the corner um, with that technology. I just said, look, I can, I can make this work between A and B, the technician and the doctor, um, and really solve a problem that, that has been around forever. And that's bandwidth. I mean, the, the, most of these big box distributors don't have enough technicians to address the need, especially given the eight to five for a technician. So what if we did it, you know, seven days a week from seven to seven, which is when most offices are open now and gave access to every technician out there. So that's how it started. And then I'm very passionate about the skilled trades. I'm a gearhead myself. I love working on anything for that matter, mm -hmm. but the skilled trades are so important. And I think Microworks, I think is his new show. I mean, I'm a big fan because he's all about the skilled trades and you know, these technicians are incredibly important. So kind of put all of it together and Ekagogo was born. Man. So then in a quick mission statement for those wondering right now, what is Techagogo? Like in a quick. Techagogo is Uber for the independent dental repair technician. That's the, the elevator pitch theory. It, it is as simple as think Uber, but think I've got a broken statum, broken sterilizer in my office. I'm verifying insurance, verifying benefits, filling holes and schedules, putting butts in seats, doing treatment planning. It's hard for me to make that 800 number call to all the distributors out there to, and wait on hold to get someone in the office when you can simply log on to a website in about 60 seconds. It'll ping out just like Uber does, grab the closest guy and have him in your office. Nice. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's Uber. We've tried to make it more complicated just because it seems so simple and people are like, oh, it sounds too good to be true. And it, it really just is the way to do it. I mean, it's Uber for getting, uh, getting your uh, equipment repaired and back yeah. online. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have to complicate it. Like that's, that's the perfect, like, you know what I mean? Like you, you, you'd be amazed. You'd be amazed though. There, we, we, we talk about it all the time, especially to offices that, you know, aren't familiar with it or just people out of the, maybe a little bit out, like in the, the vet world, the medical world, and you tell them what it is. They're like, but that's it. I'm like, yeah, that's it. I didn't, you know, I'm not smart. I just saw Uber and I saw the on-demand economy and I'm like, what if we plugged it in right here? And that was it. Yeah. And how old is it so far? Pick logo. Uh, July of 19 was the official launch. Um, and then we all know what happened the year after that, we have, which is still going on the pandemic. Yeah. And so believe it or not, we, we grew through that time which was exciting because we were worried that, uh oh, this could be the end of, end of days. But with all the shifting and some dental offices staying open and we actually got some hospitals and um, it, it kept, us, kept us alive. When the pandemic hit, were you guys like, oh, now we see an opportunity, this is it? Or were you guys more like, holy crap, we're, what's happening? It was, it was probably a little bit of both, but the latter definitely stares you in the face, right? You're scared, you're like, oh my goodness. If we're shut down, dental offices are shut down. By the way, dental offices are one of the safest places on the planet, in my opinion. I mean, dentists over clean, if you will, if that's even the way to say that, but they over sterilize. Their, I mean, they wipe down everything after every patient with the most, the strongest medicaments on the planet mm -hmm. to the point where it actually damages the dental equipment a lot of times because there's, they over sterilize. They've been wearing masks for decades, gloves. I mean, it just, I felt bad when it hit the dental world because I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Dentistry's safe. You can go in there. You're going to be good. You're all right. They got suction devices in your mouth. You're going to be fine. So we were scared. We were nervous. We thought for sure that, you know, that a shutdown is going to be it. Um, and some dental offices stayed open. And again, obviously the medical offices stayed open and they all have sterilizers and they have, you know, equipment that needs to be 
kept online, especially um, for those emergent situations. So thought we were going to go under, but uh, the opposite happened. And it was great. We grew a ton during yeah. the pandemic. I would imagine like, I mean, I can imagine like, you know, March hitting and you're like, oh my God, what's happening, right? <clears throat> and then, oh. then after that, it's just like, oh, this is a DoorDash is happening? Of course we got to be happening, you know, like. Yeah. Yep. That's right. Yeah. And it really, it really was. The on-demand economy just, like I said, it just got thrust to the forefront, you know, uh, when the pandemic hit, which, you know, it was a good thing for us. It was horrible that we had to go through this pandemic. But I think, you know, a lot of companies stuck it out and, and they, they were able to make it. Yeah. Are you... Eric, still going to practices doing the technician stuff or no? It's more like you have people already. We have tons of independent guys that go out and do the wrenching. This yeah. was just an idea that I came up with. And then I found a bunch of smart people to make it all happen. And um, that's really how it came out. Company yeah. is run by other people and they're doing a fantastic job. It's just, it's awesome. Gotcha. Honestly, like I remember when the technicians would kind of come in into our practices and I remember they would kind of express more than just fixing the stuff, right? So they're like, hey, you know what? You guys are having troubles with new patients. Like, you know, the other practice I just went to, they're doing this and then blah, blah. And then I noticed this system and blah, blah. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't wait for this guy to come in to give me more, you know what I mean? Like what I... More advice. More tips. tips. These guys, so many of these technicians, they don't get paid. They're the best sales reps on the planet because they don't get paid anything. So your your trusted advisor in your service technician is someone you want to hang on to. Buy them lunch, give them a gift card now and again. Like they should be your trusted advisor, as important as your team. Because if you can reach out and you have a guy that you can trust on the the service side, they're worth so much, so much. You know, the big box distributors do the best they can with the bandwidth that they have. But the emergent nature of your request as a dentist may not fit in the box that would allow a distributor to send somebody out right away. You know, so you, you may have one operatory down, but it might, might be a full mouth reconstruction, which is, you know, that could be a $30,000, $20,000 day just out of that one operatory. And if that operatory is down, you're kind of, you're not in a good way at that point. So you call up one of the big box distributors and they're going to do the best to get to you. But the reality is they're going to say, you're only down one op, you've got four or five or six others. That's not really emergent. We'll, we'll do what we can um, to get you out there, get somebody out there as soon as possible. What the app does is it really takes away the subjectivity and it allows your office to log on to a website and say, I need somebody. Yeah, it's emergent. Hit a button and then go back to the dentistry, the treatment planning, the butts and seats, the filling holes and schedules and get away from the on hold subjectivity of the emergent nature of your request. So, I mean, I've seen it. These service techs are just, they're just rock stars. Yeah. Yeah. They are. They they are absolute rock stars. Yeah, that's true. So then let's, let's dive into like uh, the business side of of this a little bit more. What would you say, Eric, because you said you're not the technician. So what's your area of expertise? Um, I'm the guy that, that came up with a pretty cool idea and um, appreciated what I don't know. And I found others that do, which, you know, I tell everybody all the time, whether it's my dentist or friends, like know what you don't know and find others that do. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did. I just surrounded myself with smart people, dentistry-minded folks, business-minded folks, marketing-minded folks. So my area of expertise is hanging out with smart people. I mean, really, there's not a, you know, <laughs> I'm not, there's not anything, anything you know, it, it's really what it is. I mean, it's, uh, it's, I know enough good people that networking. Yeah, it's, no, it's the Rolodex. You're a little young for that, but the Rolodex is like, 
you always saved your Rolodex. You go from company to company and you brought your Rolodex with you because you never knew when you were going to have to go back and go, hey, yeah, I need a favor, you know? And so I'm kind of like a walking LinkedIn would probably be my skill set. Nice. Right? Okay. Just knowing who to connect. Yeah. Knowing who to connect, when to strike when the iron's hot, right? Like networking and things like that. Okay. Yeah. So then what can a dentist do today, in your opinion, to improve their, their marketing or their business? The biggest thing that I see, and my, my buddy, Dr. Brian, I just had a call on this, um, systems. Have a system for everything. So Dr. Brian Bollywoss, you know, yeah. um, great dude. Um, he has a system, I kid you not, for lubricating his paper shredder. It's one on the checklist. And I, I harass him about it all the time. I'm like, I can't believe it. He goes, you got to have a system for everything. Mm-hmm. The reality is if you have a system, things will work and you can focus on producing the most dentistry per hour possible. When you don't have a system and you have to start guessing or you have to be on hold verifying insurance and you don't use a company, there's a great company out there called eAssist you know, that will take care of that for you or a system in place like Solmedics has a program called um, the Solmedics uh, Compliance Program where they automate all of your amalgam separation and your, your, your line cleaners. And, you know, we have a system for just about everything in a dental office in terms of treatment, like how a doctor treats, but you have one for greeting the patient, about seating the patient, about treatment planning, about maintaining your equipment. So systems are so important. And, and again, Dr. Brian, he, he's great. He, you tell dentists this, like, have a system for everything. And dentists go, whoa, that sounds like a lot. Where do I even start? And so Brian will put up a, a, a giant elephant with a fork and a knife. And he goes, you know, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. You just start small, surround yourself with smart people that are good in a certain area. And you, and you build a system and then you move on to the next the next and the next. And there's so many tools out there that are readily available for doctors in terms of implementing systems. So I always tell them like, find a good dental partner that isn't going to latch onto you in perpetuity, but will allow you to get what you need. I don't like saying consultant, but get what you need in terms of maybe you're just having issues with marketing. Maybe you're having issues with treatment planning. Maybe you're having issues with filling holes in your hygiene schedule or selling your periodontal maintenance program finding somebody that can help you with that and then say, thank you very much and, and, and doing it on your own until you need, you hit an external and then go back to the well and say, Hey, I need help over here now. Um, so systems are so vitally important in a dental practice. So yeah. vitally. Yeah. What systems would you say you have for Intecagogo where you're like, man, we're so internally in operations, this system is huge for us right now that we, we figured out or we created. On the Techagogo world, you know, they have a huge, CRM that manages all of the customers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a whole marketing SOP that we follow to achieve for social media. Um, and a lot of it, believe it or not, it's automated. You know, outside of the content that, we, that, that gets populated by the team, it's, it's automated. So we use, I think it's Hootsuite. I mean, I'm actually sounding way smarter than, than I am. I believe it's Hootsuite or something like that, where you can put in all of your information on almost like a monthly or quarterly basis, and it just fires off. MailChimp, firing off emails. There's just a lot of automation that's built in to the tech and Google world intentionally, right? Because it needs to be congruent with what the software actually does, which is streamline the connection between a tech and a repair mm-hmm. for a dentist. I would hate to be, have a bunch of manual processes in a, an incredibly technological company. So we try to streamline everything, make everything a process and make everything automated. There are so many tools out there on the e-com platforms, Henry Shine 1, they have just a ton of 
electronic tools out there to automate both the front and back of the house. So, you know, I encourage my doctors, I'm like, hey, get as much automated as humanly possible so that you can focus on what truly matters. And that's reading, seating, and putting butts, you know, and, and putting butts in seats. Yeah, I like that. Get as much automated as humanly possible. Like this, yeah, it, right? Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. And it, it's, you know, they can pop this podcast in, get a little, a few tidbits, go into their office and implement one bite at a time some of these, these systems. And, and Dr. Bryant's got a ton. Um, SF Dental Nerd is his uh, Insta. And it, yeah. yeah, and it's, he's got a ton of stuff on their systems. Yeah, yeah, he's he's been a, a pretty pretty awesome guest on this on this podcast. But I mean, That's like at, at the same time, Techagogo is kind of like an automation type of process, right? So break it down to me really quick. Um, let's just say I'm listening to this podcast. I'm like, I want to check out. The, I want this. I need this, right? I just I just had something break down yesterday, and I'm still waiting for them, right? Like, so right. I go on the website. Do I have like a membership I have to get it to, or like what? How does this work? So everything we talk about is going to sound too good to be true. It, it is, it is not, it is actually real and it works really, really well. You go to techagogo.com in about 90 seconds, put in your information, hit submit. And then 10 seconds later, you can be telling the software what's wrong and hit submit. And it just pings out from your office and grabs a local tech willing to do the work. They show up to your office. You give them a four digit code. He or she starts work, finishes, verify the work. Tech is paid, credit card is charged. And everybody's off to the races. Right now in, this, in the California, California market, um, our response time to accept a call is about four minutes and response time to be on site is about an hour and a half. It's really, really fast. Yeah, yeah really fast. And the, the system aspect of it, we do have, um, again, I, I refer to it as our Perio program because you get a lot of dental attention when you say, hey, doc, check out our Perio program. They're like, well, what is it? I'm like, well, it's our periodic maintenance program. So now we'll come in handful of times a year and maintain all of your major equipment, inventory, your entire office, um, and really, really address the heartbeat of the practice, which is your vacuum compressor and sterilizer, the stuff that renders you inoperable should it die. Yeah. So again, that's our system that plugs in to the rest of the system. To make sure everything's running according. I, I don't think people understand. I mean, I, I feel like once you buy a house or a lot of other things or like you have a software of things, Maintenance costs a lot more than actually buying it from the initial outset, right? Like when it comes to, because, oh. and if you don't take care of it, then forget about it. Like you need right. maintenance, right? Like that's a necessity. But if you don't take right. care of it, then it's going to be even way more expensive. Like you're, it's like you're throwing everything away. Think about it. Like in the, in the dental world, you know, having patients on a three month recall is like what every doctor wants, you know, get them in every three months to make sure that they're taking care of their teeth, taking care of their gums. And it really does alleviate the $2,500 implant that you're going to need in five years because, you know, you had an eight millimeter pocket that's completely abscessed forever and you've never addressed it. Mm -hmm. So the same is true for your, uh, your equipment. I mean, if you don't schedule time for your equipment, your equipment will schedule it for you, right? By shutting down. And so it's the same as true. I mean, I've had my fair share of dental work and there's nothing more painful than needing a root canal and not having a resource in the middle of the night to get you up out of that pain. But when you get that first shot of Steptocaine or Lidocaine, and it's just like, oh, dear God, that's amazing. Like, you know, just get it out of my head. If I'd only taken care of my teeth and lost and rushed and did the right stuff. The same is true when your equipment shuts down. You know, if you've got a seven, eight-off practice, you know, producing ten to $15,000 a day and you lose your vacuum, 
you're out 15 grand. That's painful when you could have spent the few hundred dollars the manufacturers require you to spend in order to get their little kit. And then a couple hundred bucks have someone come install it to keep your compressor turn vacuum healthy. Yeah, so that's true. There's a, there's a lot of similarities for sure. I want to ask kind of like a, almost like a opposite side of the question. Where can something like this go wrong? In terms of like the tech showing up and. Yeah, like the whole, yeah. throughout the whole process, let's just say I go and type in everything. Where can you feel like, okay, there might be this. You're right. I see the complaint. You know what I mean? The biggest one, and it's, it's really just shifting mindset. The biggest one is a lot of these techs, when they go into offices they don't sell anything. So if they don't have parts, there's usually a little friction there where offices may go, oh, you don't have the parts? And it's just, it's teaching them like, hey, order it to your favorite distributor. We stop the work order. When it comes in, you just restart the work order and I'll show back up and install it. I would say on the distribution side of the world, 70% of the calls that come in, a lot of times they have to order parts Mm -hmm. or they have to get on the phone with a manufacturer to troubleshoot whatever they're working on. These are normal, normal things that happen in the course of a service call, whether it's through the TechAgogo platform, or just an independent coming in on their own, you may have their cell phone number or a big box distributor. Phone calls need to be made, especially as we advance in the world of technology. I mean, there's going to be artificial intelligence and they're building it in now where when there's an issue with the compressor, it's going to send it out to whoever, like the office manager, or maybe the distributor, or maybe the manufacturer, these pieces of equipment are going to start getting smarter and actually letting people know before they break. So with all that technology comes the occasional necessary phone call to the manufacturer going, hey, I don't know what this code is, or I need this part. I don't have it on my person. Um, You're going to have to order it. So we get a lot of pushback because it's such a neat technology that it is Tech-A-Go-Go that a lot of the independent techs, when they show up, the offices are like, well, wait a minute, you should have the parts. It's like, no, it's a circuit board for a stato. I don't have that on me. That's a thousand dollar part. So that's where we see the biggest pushback, if any, is the understanding of how the process is going to work. We're still mounting these, these hills as we move throughout California, Arizona, Nevada, Chicago, Detroit, we're kind of going through the Northeast now. It's just letting people know, hey, you may still need to order some parts or some of these independents have a boneyard of parts that they'll bring in and they bill you separately for the work. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. That's good. That's good to know though. That's yeah. good to know. Yeah. All right. So Eric, these next questions are just to get into the head of someone who's not involved on the clinical side of dentistry. Okay. There you go. So what would you like to see more from a dentist? Telling patients what you see. And this is, again, has nothing to do with technical. This is just, what I see more often than not over my 20 years is doctors that are nervous about treatment planning and sending that message to their patients about what the treatment actually needs, or what, what the patient actually needs in terms of treatment. So I would love dentists to speak to their patients from the standpoint of what you know is the best thing for the patient. So what I mean by that is, Susie patient, I'm the doctor. I'm going to let you know what I see and what needs to be done. And it is your job to let me know what you'd like me to do about it and, and hold that line. Because more often than not, I see this again with very good friends of mine that are dentists. It's almost like prejudged before they walk into the office. Like, oh, Susie's never going to pay for that treatment. She can't afford it. Or John, you know, mm-hmm. him. They could have hit the lottery on the way in. You don't know. So 
again, letting the patients know what you see and then it's their job to let you know what, what they'd like you to do about it. Getting the entire team on that page before you're actually recommending treatment, because I assure you, when you, the doctor, leave the room, they're going to look at Susie, the assistant or the hygienist and go, what do you think? Do I really, I really need to do that? Literally, they'll, they'll turn to their dental assistant, right? The ninjas, so we call it the ninjas. No, I'm not just an assistant. They'll turn to the ninja and go, hey, what do you think? And, and if Susie's not on the same page, she's gonna be like, there were three other people in here earlier and I, I, I don't think you should do it. They, they can wait, you know? Mm-hmm. So again, being truly committed to what you believe and letting the patients know, hey, I'm gonna let you know what I see. You just let me know what you want me to do about it. And I've, I must have said that a, a hundred thousand times over my 20 years. Like, it's just like, doc, please, you know, you know what needs to be done. Don't let them out of here until it's done. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Why do you think they kind of do that? Like, where they're like, oh, they're probably not going to pay. Is it? We, it's, it's, it's doctors are empaths. They're empathizers. I'm an empath, you know, but, and, I'm, and again, I'm not good at sales. If I have to sell you something you don't need, you're not buying it. If I have to sell you something I truly believe you need, I'll sell it to you all day long. And dentists need to realize that they are, they're doctors, they're physicians, they're, they're not, you know, there's an, I I used to reference a couple other career fields that they're not. And I got, you know, like, Hey, you know, one of my buddies happens to be in that field. He was like, dude, I was like, well, I I didn't mean like that. I'm just saying you're a doctor. You, you were chairside for a reason. And I'll tell you right now, the oral cavity, any bugs that go there, and this is, I'm preaching to the choir with all the dentists, listen. But it's, it's systemic, you know, it's not like it all just occupies here. Bacteria is here. The blood's going to grab it and run it throughout your body. And having these true, honest conversations with, with patients, I, I think is a must. Um, but as empathizers, myself included, it's tough because you worry that you feel like you're selling them something or you're, you're, that you're worried that they're going to, they're going to go somewhere else. And I, I tell docs all the time, every second opinion a patient gets is generally their new home. Because usually dentists on the second opinion go, well, you know, they don't throw the first guy under the bus, but what they will say is like, oh, we can watch it. We'll take a look at it. And then you have a patient that has a new home. Yeah, so, that's true. Every second, a pa- every second opinion a patient gets, it's generally their new home, right? Yep. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I've seen it. So I just, I tell docs, be true to who you are, be an empathizer, and, and you don't have to shy away from Because the minute you put the onus on the patient and you say, Tell me what you like me to do about it. Here are the pictures. Here's the giant hole in your head. You know, it's this big on the screen in front of you now. How do you want me to address that? Our whole team is ready for you. Most dentists have a hard time with that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Feeling like the, the like, you know what I mean? Like the, and you're right. They are the authority. That's why I'm going to you. Like, hey, right. tell me what to right. do with this, right? But at the same time, the patient has to. Except too. I like that ninja acronym. <laughs> no, I'm not just an assistant. Yeah, uh, Gary Katie, he was a friend of mine. He's a consultant back. He's in the dental world. He came up with that. I thought it was just great. And I, I've kind of transformed it like ninja with an H because you got to get the hygienist in there. Mm-hmm. And then I can give the note ninja for no, I'm not just an administrator. So I think I got everybody covered. I'm assistant administrators and I added an H for the, uh, for the hygienist. Yeah. Even you can even do it for associate. No, I'm not just an associate. An associate. Yeah. It's absolutely, absolutely true. Right. It's interesting. You made an interesting point though, how the, the, the uh, patients will turn and really trust the doctor, but they trust these staff and the hygienists, the assistants and the, the office managers. I mean, I can't tell you the number of times a dentist had recommended a treatment plan. Then they get to the front desk and the front desk goes, well, you know, you want to wait? Yeah, I'll wait. Yeah. It, I mean, you know, I mean, you've seen it, right? They, 
they get up there. Um, I have one doctor, a couple doctors, but they will actually walk the patient to the front desk, mm-hmm. which I think was great. When I saw it, I'm like, oh, I see what you're doing here. And they'll stand right there like uh, Johnny needs to get uh, whatever. He needs SRP and, and, and a couple of other things and sign them up, get these dates on the books to really help alleviate, I should say, the, the patient going rogue. I like that. I like that. That's good. Okay. Yeah. So then what do you right now hate or just really dislike about dentistry? Managed healthcare, period. I think it's taking the art away from dentistry. When you're treatment planning based on what your provider mm-hmm. is willing to pay, and, and not because you, you're a bad d- dentist, but because you, it's almost like we've been indoctrinated to that way of thinking, where it's like, here's a call for benefits. Here's what they have. This is all you can do. We'll wait till the end of the year. We'll roll it over till the next year so we can, you know, grab the 2000 um, next year. I love, there's not a lot of them, but doctors that go straight to fee for service, that really takes it away. It's a huge risk. It's a huge risk, which is why when doctors do it, I say, make sure you have a team member there, whether it's a consultant, a CPA that you trust, somebody that can really help you plan before you do that. Or doing insurance, in-house insurance plans. You know, there's a lot of companies out there that can help you start up your own as well. But I think managed healthcare ripped through the MD side of the world. And when they saw what they could also do on the dental side of the world, I think they really got their meat hooks into it. And it really started to take the art of dentistry away from the dentist and put it in the hands of the managed healthcare 800 pound gorillas. Yeah. So it, it killed it. I mean, it just, it was, it was hard for me to see that, um, but it is a necessary evil right now. But I think doctors are getting smarter. The fact that in-house insurance is real. Um, fee for service is real. And there, there are, I guess my point is there are options out there to get away from managed health. Managed health care is, is definitely taking its toll for sure. Yeah. Like the insurances and things like that. And you can have an in-house membership plan and kind of contribute that way. Right. To like, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it also, it's, you know, again, back to what we were talking about earlier, it's really important that the doctors are like, this truly is an insurance, right? This is, this is really a subsidy. You're paying 38 bucks a month, you get two grand to help subsidize and offset costs for dentistry. So making sure you're letting patients know that this isn't true insurance, like medical insurance. This is just a subsidy that you use it or lose it at the end of the year. So treatment planning based on best practices and then working around the financial hurdles if you need to. Um, not treatment planning based on what one of the, the big, you know, managed healthcare providers are telling you is just so important. And it's hard. It's not easy to do. You know, I talk to my buddies all the time that have to treatment plan based on, or they feel they have to treatment plan based on whatever the insurance company is willing to pay the provider. Yeah, that's true. It's tough. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah, it is tough. All right. So then on the opposite side, what do you absolutely love about dentistry? I think the biggest thing, and just speaking in terms of the dental market, they're still in control. They haven't lost that control despite managed healthcare starting to get their hooks into it. They still have the opportunity to have great lives, take care of patients. It's not, you know, back in the day, dentistry was a scary place to go, right? Mm -hmm. They're going to stick a needle. There's going to be a drill. But, you know, over the last decade or two, you know, people want brighter, wider, straighter teeth. So going to the dentist isn't this awful experience anymore. It's exciting. Like, I'm going to go get Invisalign. I'm going to go get clear aligners. No more, I I would say clear aligners now because there's so many out there. But you know, I'm going to go get my teeth white. I'm going to get bleach for my teeth so that I have um, 
pearly white teeth, little chiclets everywhere, you know, for, you know, I'm going to get, I don't need braces. I can get clear lighters and have an orthodontic subsidy built into my, uh, um, for my managed healthcare provider. Like this is great. So I love that dentistry is still in control and it, it is, it's evolving into a, yes, I could say a fun place to be. Like people want to go to the dentist. They want to be there. And that's, that's exciting because dentistry for years and years, you know, when I first started with the industry was just becoming less scary, right? Yeah. You know, it was becoming less of a scary place to be. Now, my goodness, I mean, you, you go to the dentist for, to make you a better person. I mean, 20 years ago, dentures were almost the standard of care for, for patients that were losing all their teeth. Now with implants, you know, you get six implants or whatever it is, and you, you can have your life back, your teeth back, and your, your teeth aren't falling out of your head. And implants have come so far that, you know, they're almost the standard of care now. That's true. You never really hear anybody say anymore, like, at least recently, I haven't heard anybody say like, oh, the drill, right? Like the noise of yeah. it or anything like that. You just, you kind of say like, hey, did you see my doctor on, on Instagram? Like, that's that guy. You know what I mean? And then you're like, yep. snap. You think, think about just lasers. I mean, with hard tissue lasers and soft tissue lasers and, you know, then not necessarily needing a medicament to, to numb you, you know, and it's with, with hard tissue lasers, you can get around it. So the technology has come so far. You know, there's so much crossover now between dental health and overall health. You know, cardiologists are talking to dentists about issues with the heart in and around issues with the oral cavity. And so it's just, it's, dentistry is just, it's growing so fast. And then you see it a lot now, especially with MSOs and DSOs, you know, private equity getting into the world. I mean, uh, you know, you look at a company like PDS who mm. has just exploded and their systems are amazing. They have just an amazing product. And that, so there's just, there's so much out there that's exciting about dentistry. So I, I, you know, I tell all my doctor friends that are considering retiring, I'm like, it's still fun, man. There's st still a lot of cool toys out there, lasers yeah. and 3D machines and implant courses you can take that you can be doing this stuff. You can be placing the implants. You don't necessarily need to be the referodontist 100% of the time. You could do it 80% of the time. So it just, it's, dentistry is exciting. So I think it's still a really good place to be. You can make a really good living. I would say I love dentistry. I'm still in it. You're like, good Lord. Yeah. No, man, that's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. So then for those wondering about Techagogo pricing and everything like that, well, actually, how, how does that work? Charging them? They just, it just depends on what's, what's being fixed or? Nope. Each, each area has a different hourly rate. So we've noticed that the San Francisco Bay Area were one price. Mm -hmm. Areas in LA, we were a different price. Phoenix, Las Vegas, different pricing. So every area, it's, it's, Pricing is dependent on what the going rate is. So a lot of times we'll lean on our independence in the area and say, what are you seeing as a good rate? And then the software, we just punch it in and the software says, okay, if you're in these zip codes or this county or this state, this is the hourly rate you pay. Yeah. So a technician shows up, they get a four-digit code from the office, the clock starts and it's literally a clock. When they're done, they hit stop on the app. The doctor verifies the work, hits stop on their desktop. Clock stops, credit card is charged, that gets paid. Got you, man. So it's really super simple, man. Super simple. And the, one of the things that we, we actually built in uh, a couple of years ago or a year ago was the ability to pause the work order. So if a technician's got to run and get a part at Home Depot or use the restroom, they can pause the work so that it's yeah. not just an ever-running clock. And then we also have on-demand insurance. So when a tech shows up for a few bucks, they get a million dollars in coverage for an hour on-demand. Man. It's little things like that that we just try to put in there just to Again, have a system, keep everything moving forward. We try to create as few bottlenecks as possible. And 
give the doctor absolute transparency. So everything that the technician is doing inside the office, mm-hmm. everything they're doing in the office is recorded, videos, pictures, all the two-way communication between staff and the doctor, all is stored in the work order and then stored in the cloud. The doctor can come back and reference at any point, see what was worked on before on this piece of equipment. And they can, and it's literally just chronological work. That's just good. That system, having the systems. That's really, you know, I try to beat this into my doctor's heads. Have a system for everything. Brian's the same way. Think lubricating paper shredder. <laughs> to that point, to that, that granular of a level, you would what have is he? Paper shredder. What does he do to, for, what system is that? Like, I have no idea. It's, it's in this office protocol. It was one of the slides. I looked real close. And I'm like, does that say lubricating your paper shredder? He goes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm like, God bless you, dude. Anything goes wrong in that office. He's like, he always says, if he goes, if it's no one's problem, it's everyone's problem. It's no one's responsibility. It's everyone's responsibility. And I truly believe that. So if you have a system and you say, hey, you're responsible for A and B, then you, it's only your problem and you need to address it when, when something goes haywire. Yeah. Accountability. That's good. I like that. Oh, yeah. He's he's amazing. Awesome. Awesome. So, Eric, if anybody has any questions, concerns, wants to pick your brain a little bit more about Techagogo or wants to sign up, where can they go? Techagogo.com. If you we have live chat, so we can we usually have someone on uh, 12, 15 hours a day. Um, You can email us at support at Techagogo.com. We are expanding nationwide. Um, so if you, if we aren't in your area, email us opportunity at techagogo.com. It's opportunity at techagogo.com. It's T-E-K-A-G-O-G-O.com. And someone will look into opening up your zip code if we have text. First thing we do is get text. So if you do have a technician in your area that's independent and you want them to be on our platform, please reach out to us. Let us know opportunity at techagogo.com. Um, and what I'd love to do is you and I can talk a little bit about what we can offer your listeners for signing on, like a fun little promo code to sign on mm-hmm. because we don't have a monthly subscription or a yearly subscription. It is literally when you use us, there's an hourly charge. And if you don't, we're just there as a backup. So call your normal channels, visit techagogo.com and see who shows up first. Awesome. It's going to be us. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be us. I like that. Really quick. Yeah. Where did the name Techagogo come from? Uh, my wife. We were just trying to figure out what would be a good a good name and man, we had some real zingers and she's like, how about tech on the move? Like tech could go about, but I'm like, that sounds rad. Let's try it. And she go daddy it. And $19 later, we were, it was born. <laughs> $19 later. <laughs> really? I think, I think that's what it was. I think it was like, and then of course they ask you like, do you want tech could go go dot info? Tech could go go dot com. Yeah. yeah. And then of course we're like, yes, yes, yes. So then it becomes yeah. 19 to 1900, you know, it's yeah. like, dang it. They're good. They get you. <laughs> they get you. I know. Yeah. Okay, cool. Awesome. So guys, if you have any questions, concerns, interested or anything like that, definitely go in the show notes below. By the time you're listening to this podcast, there may actually be a specific promo. So go in the show notes below and check it out. And then, uh, Eric, I appreciate your time. Thank you so much for being with us. It was a pleasure. Dude, I appreciate the opportunity, man. That was that was awesome. It's uh, this is a blast. We got to do we got to do more of these. And if we could do the bit more on the business side of dentistry, I'm all in, man. I'm all in. Definitely. Definitely, man. We appreciate it. And it was a pleasure. And we'll hear from you soon. Thanks, dude. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Eric, thank you so much for being with us. It was a pleasure. Guys, if you are interested in Techagogo, you can go in the show notes below. I believe there's a promo. I know we were talking about it in the episode, so go in the show notes below. Check it out. Um, if you want to you know, see what they're all about, definitely go uh, give them a try. And guys, like I said, don't forget, don't forget to download the 10,000 Patients book. Okay, It's going to be the, in the show notes below. 
I'm going to put it in the first link in the show notes below. Um, and I want you guys to download it, read it, reply back to me. Just literally once it's downloaded, you're going to get an email from me. And then just hit reply back on that email. And let me know what you guys think, what you're going to utilize first and all these things. Your feedback is so important to me, um, especially to create uh, more and better things for you. So like this book. It's in the show notes below. Download it, read it. I'm so excited to be bringing this to you guys. And thank you so much for tuning in. I really appreciate you, and I'll talk to you in the next episode.